0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks.
2: Patty Trania joins us now. I think Saquon probably envisions himself in the top five, maybe even in the top three. Ever since he came
0: to the Giants in 2018, he has been the offense. He was basically the one carrying that team throughout. So, you know, his argument is, look, I've been valuable. I can do a lot more than, you know, the average running back that you pick off the shelf. So I would not be surprised if he's hoping to get to land somewhere in that top five, top three category one has said many times, I'm not looking to reset the mark, but at the same time, he's looking to get paid. He may not get a third contract after this, so he's looking to cash in while the going is good.
1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
2: Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon. Happy Father's Day weekend. It's all you dads out there. Um... Nothing is more impressive to me uh, than a man who just absolutely adores his children. Um, I just, I love that. I really do. So, uh, so God bless, and happy Father's Day to all of you out there. Um, let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, welcome in. How you
3: doing? Hi, Anita. Aaron Boone made two mistakes on Wednesday night. Not one, two. It's Mm -hmm. like an infielder bobbling the ball and then throwing wildly to first base. Okay, first mistake. Cole has pitched six innings. They're up three to one. He pitched without walking a batter in six innings, eight strikeouts. Had a little trouble in the six, but threw 95 pitches through six innings. They have a three to one lead. They score two in the top of the seventh. Cole does not come out to pitch the seventh inning. He's getting a million dollars per start. One million dollars per start. A hundred pitches per start. That's $10,000 per pitch. I think he can go another 10, 15 pitches. Okay. So he takes, he takes Cole out. His second mistake. He doesn't bring in his top reliever or his second best or his third best. After the game, he tells us those guys were not in play. Okay. Monday... Two days prior, they had a day off. Thursday, the next day, they had a day off. Friday, yesterday, they couldn't use them. Now, you're going to say he didn't know. He's the manager. He should know all of this. If I can figure this out, how could he not? I'm not getting paid what he's getting paid. Why did he make two mistakes like that? And then after the game... He's so dispassionate about it, like it's another another game. Every game is important to the Yankees without judge there. Just for survival, he he played the game like they're eight games up in first place, and we don't want to burn out our bullpen. You had that game on the table, and you let it slip away. And it has nothing to do with the Mets, Crosstown Rivalry, a, a city. nothing to do with that. That was a game that you have to take. To make two mistakes like that is unforgivable. He's done this throughout his career. He did it during the playoffs a few years ago, right before the one-game playoff with the Red Sox, when they didn't care whether they had home field or not in the one-game playoff. He used the guy on a Friday night. I'll never forget it against the Red Sox. Ironically, they were playing at the last game of the season, like, last series. And he used this guy. They got beat. They got killed. The Red Sox won the uh, final game or whatever it was, and they had the whole field advantage. Not that it made a difference that the Yankees would have won if they played at Yankee Stadium, but you play every game that is important like that with your best pitches. So he didn't go to his best pitches, and yet he took out Cole. If he did one out of the two, I would have let it slide. He made two mistakes. I can't forgive that.
2: Pleasure always. Here's, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Richard, I appreciate the phone call. Here, here is why I don't criticize. Because the, the the Yankees are one of the top teams in Major League Baseball that lead decisions by the analytics, Richard. So, and 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 we we're not in that. Clubhouse, we're not in that dugout. And so I don't want to sit here and point fingers and rip Boone a new behind when we don't know, truly, is he following the analytics team? Is he getting the call? Is it in his ear in regard to what is he being told what to do? But I can tell you that I've had a number of reporters who cover the Yankees and have for quite a while. We I have Ben Ruda, who's a former Yankee. He's on the show quite frequently, and all of them have a test that the Yankees go by analytics, and their analytics, analytics department drives the, de- drives the conversation and drives the decision, more so than Boone. So how much of that decision is on Boone? How much of that decision isn't on the analytics department? We don't know. I don't know. So you know as as frustrated as you are and optics are everything and obviously it's it's Boone is the face of the franchise because he's the skipper I get all that. But I I you know for me I just I I, I I'm not as critical because we just don't know is it the analytics department that's making the majority of those decisions. Um But not only did, of course, the Yankees lose to the Mets, but uh, they lost big time last night. Uh, 15-5 to against the Red Sox. Ridiculous. Uh, Turner had a grand slam, two-run home run, and a double, was really the star of the show last night. And a big reason, I want to say, at the end of the day, I want to say it was like, so six, right? Six RBIs uh, for Turner. And New York just looked, the Yankees just looked out of sorts. Bad news, Bears. Out there in that outfield, two errors, just wild throws. Nothing was gelling. Herman gave up seven runs and seven hits. The Yankees as a whole, they gave up 15 hits last night. Um, So, you know, so as we know, this is a Yankees team. They're they're struggling, obviously, uh, without judge. So he's been out now 10 games because of this toe issue. And apparently reports are that he got some kind of plasma injection. But there's still no confirmation that he's going to be back before the All-Star break, which isn't until July 11th. This is a team that is and 8-12 without Judge in the lineup. They're 31-19 and with. Okay? And not sure if he's going to be back before the All-Star break. Again, that's not until July 11th. I understand, so, and, and, I'm, and I'm really curious. I want to open the phone lines here, 800-919-3776, because I think there's two, two thought processes here, right? One is the nine-year, $360 million deal that was offered to judge. Well, look at us. We're 31-19 and 19 with him. So, of course, he's worth every penny. He's worth every dime. But now, this is the second time this season that he's on I.L., and there's a chance that you're not going to get it back until after July 11th. Do you pay? There's, there's, listen, there's no denying what Judge brings to the table. There's no denying. But do you pay a cat? Do you pay a dude? Nine, nine years! $360 million! And that guy alone is is not well first of all obviously not staying healthy that that's really that's the point of my my conversation piece here is do you offer a guy nine years 360 million dollars for a guy that has not been able to consistently prove that he can stay healthy that's question number one and number two is no, there's no denying how great Aaron Judge is, but as great as he is, he's still not taking you to the promised land. The Yankees are 10 and a half games back to the Rays. They are four and a half games back to the Orioles, who aren't going anywhere, people. They are only getting better. They are a half a game up on the Toronto Blue Jays, so you're spending all this coin on Aaron Judge. And again, there's no denying he he is the straw that stirs the drink, but he's the straw the straw that stirs the drink because he has to be, because you've got so much money locked up in on him. But he can't stay healthy. And and this is a team that is reeling right now. Um, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. What say you? We'll be right back. Ninety eight point seven ESPN.
4: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
0: I can really only speak for myself. I know that we are coming in, preparing, doing the things that we can do, trying to go out there and letting our our work pay off. Uh, It has been a struggle to this point, but at the same time, you know, we're we're trying to stay positive and focus on uh, the things that we can control, and that's uh, going up there, having good at-bats, and trying to get on base and drive some runs in.
2: Josh Donaldson, who's not doing much, he's not doing much. DJ's not doing much. Judge is on the bench and and again, another guys, I, I feel like I feel like a lot of times we need to record the conversations we have in the bra and then just and then and then play them when we come out because they're so they're fiery, they're intense, they're. Um, because you guys disagree with me. you you think you think judges contract nine years. What's he going to be doing in nine years? Um, 360, you think every he's worth every penny.
5: You wouldn't name him captain and bring him back for nine years for the 360 if he wasn't worth every penny. You wouldn't even begin to start to have the discussion of Yankee captainship if he wasn't worth the money. And where would they be without him? Seriously, where would this well- team even... Well, the, the, the money would have been it.
2: allocated somewhere else so you you, you can't like there, there was not obviously no bo- this ro- this roster wouldn't be this roster you you, uh, you had you would have different components to the roster you had different players to the roster if if, if you had another 360 million dollars to work with
5: <laughs> there wouldn't be there's nobody on the open market last offseason that was worth the money the only person that is remotely close to being worth the money on the open market this year upcoming is Shohei Otani, and you have no guarantee of actually using $360 million to go get him. He's going to be worth probably double that. So using this money, the 360 to reallocate last season, who are you going out and signing? Because there's not even four collections of players for $100 million is not equivalent to the production you're getting out of Aaron Judge, who, before he got hurt, was leading basically every category on the planet for the American League and was a shoe in for his second straight MVP award.
2: Listen, again, I am not denying what Aaron Judge brings to the table, but part of an investment for a team is durability. Is durability. And when you look at the big picture in regard to his career... That was a red flag. And here we are. This is his second stint on the IL this season. And there's a chance that you're not going to get him back till July 11th. So you're paying all this money for a dude like, yeah, when he's healthy and he's in the lineup, he's helping you win ball games, 31 and 19 this season. But when he's not, you're eight and 12.
5: Judge excluding the COVID year, because he played 28 games in that year, he's played over a hundred games in every single season. He's played a full season
2: no he go, look, look go back and look but be, be the the last this last year to me was an outlier year in regard to how he was able to stay healthy um but go back and in in look in years past i'm looking at and, it he, right, and, and here's and I'll here's another to you th- right
5: now because i'm looking at it 155 mm-hmm. games in his rookie year 112 in 2018.
2: 112.
5: 102 in 2019. 102. 148 in 2021. 157 last year. I think he's put to rest that he's not durable.
2: Yeah, he's not durable.
5: No, he is. No, he's go- not. He is.
2: I disagree with you. I don't think he's durable. Um and 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 here's another thing is that he's older. I think we forget you know, he didn't he didn't come into the bigs until later on. So, age-wise, you know, what how old is he right now? And and what is he going to be in 9 years?
5: He's 31 years old. He'll be 40 in 9 years.
2: Okay. And your in your peak is what? Your peak in baseball is 32, 33, 34. Once you hit like 35, it's all downhill from there. So now you're saying like the last 4 years um of this deal um realistically what can you get what can you expect from from judge so you and and and, and here's another thing at the at the end of the day like how confident are you that even if aaron judge was a part of like that they're that they are going to win a world series this year the rangers the rays the orioles are better than them this season atlanta
5: I'm very, I'm, when this team is healthy, and it's a big if, but when this team is healthy, the only team in the American League that they are in the same stratosphere as is the Houston Astros. And yes, do so they have to solve a lot of questions on how to beat the Astros and be on the same level as Houston in the postseason? Absolutely. But Judge, they're last year, nowhere close without him. The year before, nowhere close without him. He's finished top five, three times in the MVP voting, and excluding uh, 2017 when he should've won the MVP because Altuve was banging on trash cans in Houston. He's had two MVP awards. You can't put a price but tag on what But Joe, you're not you're, he's... not. you're not. You're
2: not. You're not hearing me. I, I'm not debating with you how great Aaron Judge is. That's not what I'm debating. What I'm saying is that the amount of money and now that the years that you have agreed to is he putting you over the hump in regard to winning a World Series and coming out of the American League? Yes. I, with, with all due re- I disagree with you. With all due respect, the Houston Astros aren't even the. The the fourth best team in the American League. It's the Rays. It's the Rangers. And believe it or not, it's the Orioles this season.
6: So you were you were now giving them nine years, three hundred and sixty.
2: No, I would not have. So done So y-
6: you would be okay. You're the GM. You're Brian Cashman. You would be okay with losing uh, Aaron Judge.
2: No, I would have tried to agree to, to something less. But chances are, a team out west probably would have offered him more. And you'd be okay with that? And I, and I probably and I probably so. So, really, what you guys are saying is, oh, we can't afford to lose Aaron Judge. No, we can't afford to, to lose Aaron Judge because he's just so spectacular. And he he is. gets all these home runs he is. And, and he makes us so much better. Yes. But yet, we can't get over the hump and w- win a World Series with him. And, and that's another thing, guys. Look at his numbers when we get into the postseason, they stink.
5: That, uh, they stink. That you have some credibility for. and it, it, Oh,
2: it, oh, that it, I have yeah, credibility for. Well,
5: the, reason, the reason why Harvey and I, I think, are on the right side of history with this is because if you don't have Judge, you're nowhere close to winning a World Series. He needs to be on your roster to even get there. He's come close twice. He's been, they've been in the—three times, actually. 17, 19, and last year they were in the ALCS.
2: It's an interesting debate to have. I feel money could have been allocated differently, specifically in the pitching rotation. Other guys that potentially could have been available, 800-919-3776. Again, what we're hearing right now, plasma injection and Aaron Judge's toe uh, might not see him until after the All-Star break on June 11th. This is a, a Yankees team. They're already 10 and a half games back. To the Rays, 800-919-3776. We'll take your calls next, right here on ninety point seven ESPN.
1: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
2: 800-919-3776. Let's get to you your calls. Uh, let's kick it off with Rob in Scarsdale. Scarsdale fancy pants. Rob, welcome in.
7: <laughs> That's me. Hi, Anita. I love your show. Uh, good listener, but I have to tell you, I disagree with you Totally. I'm a 180 on Aaron Judge. I agree with the gentleman who was debating with you. I guess his name was Joe. Uh, Aaron Judge is the Yankees. He's the captain. And he's also the soul and the heart and soul of the team. Uh, That he is injured is a fluke. Players get injured in every sport all the time. Uh, He made a sensational catch basically to save a game and slammed his toe, his foot, into a concrete
3: uh,
7: barrier. Uh, it's going to injure anyone. Uh, historically, he's come back. Uh, he's gotten over some of those hamstring issues. Maybe it's the training, et cetera. And he's done phenomenally. And I think Joe outlined his recent history. As far as the 360 is concerned, every contract is uh, over the top. But you're paying players, really, for the next four or five or six years. You're not paying them for the, how they're going to be when they're 38, 39, and 40. Uh, so, you know, it's what the market will bear, and uh, clearly the Giants were willing to pay him something like four hundred million. And if you you lose him, you've got nothing. Then you don't even have to worry about how anybody performs in the uh, postseason because we ain't going to make it to the postseason. So uh, normally I say. I let, me, let me this, let me ask you this.
2: Let me ask you this, Rob. How com- Rob? And, and I appreciate the phone call. Thank you so much, and yeah. thank you for your kind yeah. words. Um, how confident? Oh. We lost him. Uh, I was I wanted to ask Rob, you know, how confident are you that the that the Yankees are going to make it to the postseason? I, still, a lot of baseball to be played. We're almost, almost, quote unquote, to the midway, halfway of the season. Uh, we're we're still there's still the trade deadline. We'll see what Brian Cashman does uh, as we get closer to that. But you know, I'm 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 curious. How confident are you that this is a a Yankees team that will make it to the postseason? I know in in years past. It was it was the Astros. It's the only team that the Yankees had to worry about in the American League, in the American League. Not the case anymore. Let me tell you something: this Orioles team is not going away, people. They're only getting better. Their young players are only improving, week in and week out. And the Rays and the Rangers—they're averaging six and eight runs per game, regardless of who's pitching. So it's not just the Astros anymore. Let's go to Greg in New York. Greg, you're up. Welcome in.
8: Hey, guys. Uh, judge
6: is not the problem. Uh, the problem is, is Donaldson at $25 million. The problem is DJ at, I, I think, like $20 at twenty. Mm-hmm. That's dead money. Judge Judge will be back. Maybe he'll miss 20, 30 games the whole year. Yankees are great with him, horrible without him. Because of guys like Donaldson and, and uh, you know DJ, who had a great run for a couple of years, but he's uh, kind of below average at this point. How many of these? Does Donaldson start on any other teams? Is Bowers starting on other teams? Is Calhoun starting on other teams? It's, it's the roster construction is horrid. Is, is it's abysmal.
2: Greg, thanks That's for the all. phone call. Let's go, let's go, let's go to Mike calling in from Princeton. Mike, welcome in. <laughs>
0: Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, of course. Welcome in, Mike.
0: From a roster standpoint, I agree with the last caller, but I want to talk about the Aaron Judge's contract. Um, they, When you develop a player like Aaron Judge, you can't afford to lose him. And obviously, Brian Cashman would have loved to sign him for $25 million a year, $30 million a year. But, I mean, believe me, he knows that in the last four years of the contract, like you said, he knows that if you get anything out of him, In those years, it's a bonus. You know what I mean? They're paying him for, like, what the other guy said, for these first five years of the contract, hoping to, you know, win a championship. But the other four years, you know, when he's 38, 37, you know, I mean, you can't – it's like buying a car as is at that point. But I I don't think he's injury-prone right away. Like, Like the other guy said, hitting his foot in a concrete wall, can't make that up but if it was like body muscle issues obliques every year yeah then you can say he's injury prone but for now i don't think so
2: mike appreciate the phone call let's go to jeremy calling in from his mail truck jeremy good, good afternoon how you doing
6: doing good doing good i'm just i agree with you when you said like oh you know they could have accumulated the money like somewhere else and i just i feel like in nine years if Judge and the Yankees don't do anything and, like, did we pay him for nothing? Like, I feel like, what's the point? What, what are we going to say if he doesn't win a championship and we paid him all this money? It's just... I don't know. It's, it's hard. I feel like he's he's worth... I feel like they could have gave him a four-year, five-year, but a nine-year... He's 30 years old. Like, he's not... He's bound to get injured hitting the ball and all of this. If he was in his young, young 20s, like, Like Juan Soto, who won a championship young, but he's not.
2: No, that he is not, Jeremy. Appreciate the phone call. Um, 800-919-3776 if you want to chime in. I feel like, you know, I I don't want to, listen, I don't want to come across like I'm bashing Aaron. Like Aaron Aaron Judge is otherworldly. I get all that. That's not my, I'm not debating um how how fantastic he is and him being the captain and this team is not what they are without him Th- that's not the point of my conversation the point of my conversation is uh the the 9 year 360 million dollars is it all is is it all for optics how confident i'm i'm just curious yankee fans like uh, joe harvey i'm cur- like how confident are you a that the yankees we're not even sitting here talking about the yankees winning the world series the conversation right now is how confident are you that this Yankees team is even going to make it to the postseason? I'm curious.
6: With George they'll, or without him, don't make the postseason. With George, don't make the postseason. Without him, it sucks. Well,
2: chances, chances are you're you're hopefully going to get him back by July 11th, right after the All Star break. I and don't know. I think you'll po- be I think you'll be fortunate if you get him before. I mean, the Yankees are non-committal.
5: If the if he's in this lineup consistently after the All Star break, no doubt in my mind they'll make the playoffs. We
6: keep saying it. You. Uh, the callers and yourself keep saying uh, you would have put the money elsewhere. Just give me a position. Where would you put the money?
2: Well, I don't. I mean, Harvey, I don't. I I don't have the I list have an, of. I have the. Free I don't agents, have the list of free agencies I do, that were available. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, but another thing, Harvey, is you know th- there there could have been trade deals that could have been made. I I like I, you know I don't know what that landscape looked like. But obviously, this is a Yankees team that you know there is you know a, a somewhat of a of a salary cap you you go over it obviously you've got to pay a certain amount of money in regards to taxes on that like uh, you know i think they they had an idea in regards to what they were they wanted and what they were willing to spend this season in regard to their o- overall salary and roster um i i i don't i don't know and i don't think you know and and no one really knows except cashman and and the suits in new york who knew like you know, what plan B was going to be. Listen, there was a chance that they were going to lose Aaron judge, Harvey. There were a number of teams. There were right. So I'm sure there was a plan B. We're not aware of it. We're not privy to it. We don't know what that plan B was, but I'm sure that it, it, it included other free agents and, and potential trading opportunities.
3: And none of you know, those I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is anything. a Yanke- I don't
2: think this is a I don't think it's a Yankees team that would have been like, oh, they lose Aaron Judge, and then like they're just going to sit on their thumbs and be like, all right, well, this is what we're rolling out this year because we don't have Aaron Judge. I'm sure there was a Plan B, Harvey.
5: The Plan B is not anywhere close because you look at the trade market. They weren't trading Anthony Volpe, and any trade for any star that is even remotely close to Judge was going to have to include Volpe, and they're not going to do that. They weren't going to trade Jason Dominguez or Austin Wells the the plan a plan b and plan c through z was get aaron judge back on this roster and name him captain they don't have a plan without him he is the heartbeat of this organization and again if he's not on your roster there is not a player in baseball other than shohei otani that even remotely comes close to his worth to an organization and gets you in a position to win a championship
2: Again, I'm not denying that, and I am in agreement with you on that. My question is is it worth the nine
5: years? Nine years, 360. Because that's the price you pay. Yes. You're not going to get somebody that is worth this production. You said it yourself. He's great at his age. Yes. Yes.
2: At his age. Absolutely.
6: 100%.
2: Let's go to Steve in Long Island. Steve, welcome in.
8: of yours to listen to you every weekend when i'm doing my part-time job i'm a delivery driver for uh deliver some groceries and stuff like that so nice I keep you going so i want to thank you for that um my point i wanted to weigh in on the aaron judge thing and, and i absolutely agree with what the guys were just saying right now aaron judge is the yankees he's you know he's the heart and soul and you had to spend that money there I would argue that there are other places that we've spent money where you didn't need to spend it,
1: you know, such as,
8: you know, I know people have brought a Donaldson, um, you know, you needed to do something with left field, like like the, the lineup that you're trotting out there now with, with is, is a joke, and I think, I get what you're saying about, like, could the money for Judge have gone into solidifying some of those positions as far as having good backups and things like that, but... You know, the market, Judge was the market. You had to have him, and you had to pay for him, unfortunately. Um, You know, you look at somebody like Rodon, maybe they didn't need to do that one because you've gotten nothing out of him, and who knows what you're going to get out of him. Is he a Carl Pavano? Is he one of those guys who's just going to be hurt the whole time? Uh, and, and you know, a, a big suck on the lineup, too, is, is, is Stanton. You didn't need to make that Stanton trade. I know at the time it seemed like a good idea, but he's really where you didn't need to spend that money because he's nothing. He's he's a DH, can't play the outfield. He, he can't play more than 10 games without getting hurt. You know, so I, I think Judge wasn't the problem, and you had to spend the money on Judge. I think it's where the rest of the money was spent. And I think you know if you get like five years out of Judge, uh. uh Production and then you know maybe it levels off a little bit. I
2: think it's worth it. I appreciate the call, Steve. Uh, let's go to Mo in the Bronx. Mo, welcome in.
6: Hi, Anita. How are you?
2: Great. Welcome. Um,
6: I just wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to um mention that we know that there's a lot of players that have been stars in other places that can't handle New York mm-hmm. and judge being an MVP caliber player. And you already know he can handle New York. It, that's, that's, that's a big, um, it's a big thing right there. You know, you, you're not going to, he's not going to be a, another sunny gray, you know, where you, you know, you're you him to come play. And he's an all-star somewhere else. He comes to New York, doesn't work out. And then he goes back <laughs> And he's in, he's, you know, he, you know, it was just New York. He couldn't handle it. So along with all the other things that everyone else is saying, great player, uh, great fielder. Again, the injury now, uh, it's tough to pick on that injury because it was off a great play. That was like a fluke. Like it was a, a freak accident. So, yeah, so that was my point. Thank you.
2: You got it, and, and and it's a solid point, Mo. Uh, you know, and I've had several conversations with folks inside the Giants organization, and one of the things when 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 you are evaluating players in the draft, um, you yeah you, you have to take that in consideration. Is that a guy who could come to New York and really handle the media and handle the the fan base here? Uh, that is something that many scouts have to take into advantage here in New York, outside of. New York, other scouts. That, that's not part of the equation because it doesn't matter in Cleveland. It doesn't matter in Cincinnati. It doesn't matter in Tennessee. So you're absolutely right. Uh, quick break. We come back. Buster Olney, who, as we know, covers Major League Baseball, joined me on my Bet Digital show yesterday, talking about some of the uh, some some of the some of the the teams in around Major League Baseball. Um, and and I'm going to play that interview for you when we get back so Buster Only will join us next right here on 90.7
1: Spain.
2: Yesterday, Buster Olney, who does a phenomenal job covering all things Major League Baseball, was kind enough to join me on my Bet Digital show to talk about the season looking forward. We did mention the Mets. Let's listen in. We got to talk to Major League Baseball. Enough with the with the back burner, right? It's hot stove. They are in the front burner right now because <laughs> they are the league that at least is in action. So, Buster, let's start first and foremost in the NL West, and let's talk about the Diamondbacks, which by the way, my favorite best uh, futures bet heading into this season was was Arizona over 74 and a half wins. So I'm feeling really good about this Diamondbacks team. But what's surprising here is that the Dodgers are still the favorite to win the division. Are you finding some value in the Diamondbacks at four to one?
4: Yeah, I would for sure not only because the Diamondbacks are so athletic, and in the the years of these uh, rules changes, the the restrictions against defensive shift, the Diamondbacks, like the Tampa Bay Rays and some of the other more athletic teams, seem to be thriving under these conditions, with Corbin Carroll being the best example of that. But also, when we look at the Dodgers, yeah, they won 111 games last year, but it felt like this year, they, had, uh, they were essentially half-in in the way that they went in during the offseason, making one-year investments in players like J.D. Martinez, uh, Noah Syndergaard, in part because the expectation is they're saving their dollars to go after Shohei Ohtani in this upcoming offseason. So this is not the juggernaut Dodger team that the Diamondbacks are competing against. Uh, the typical Dodger our team that we've seen in recent years. This is a more vulnerable Dodger team that's been made, I think, uh, weakened even more because of some of the pitching injuries that they've suffered.
2: Yeah, big scare last night. I had them beating the White Sox. Of course, they came back at the end to beat them 5-4. All right, let's talk about some underachievers, right? And no more than the Padres. And, you know, I'm here in New York. Boy, the Mets. Talk about the calls I get to my radio show. Uh, so the Mets already 10 and a half games back to Atlanta. The Padres, seven and a half ba- games back to Arizona, who we just talked about. But they're still 10 to one for the division. So do you consider them in the mix for a wild card?
4: In In the mix for the wild card, yes. As you and I speak, four games out in that regard, certainly not the division. You think back to June 1st of last year, they were 10 and a half games better than the Atlanta Braves. And Anita, since then, they're 20 games, uh, 21 games worse in the standings than Atlanta. And this year, a clear problem with their rotation. They invested $130 million in their starting pitching. Uh, To put that number into perspective, that's higher than the payrolls of 12 different teams. And yet, going into that Justin Verlander start against the Yankees on Wednesday, they had a combined ERA of 5.06, 26 out of 30 teams in baseball. And look, they're never going to really have a dynamic offense, especially with Pete Alonso's sideline at this point. Uh, Their bullpen is really hurt by the loss of Edwin Diaz. The rotation has to perform better. This team was designed to win through its rotation. And so if you don't see improved performances from Justin Berlander, from Max Scherzer, future Hall of Famers, you know, it's hard for me to see the Mets making the playoffs.
2: So Buster, last time you were on bet, we talked about what a surprise the Pirates uh, were at that point in time in the season. They're still leading the NL Central. But actually, what's more interesting is the Cincinnati Reds, right? They're currently plus 650 to win the division and just one game back to the Pirates. So uh, do you think that that's worth the play for the Reds to win the division?
4: Absolutely. Because the Cincinnati Reds right now might be the best team in the National League Central, which, let's face it, it's one of the two weakest divisions, especially with the Cardinals having an off year, the Chicago Cubs still sort of rebuilding – uh, the NL Central is up for grabs. And what we've seen in recent weeks is the Cincinnati Reds gathering momentum. We talked about the athleticism of teams like the Diamondbacks in the race. Well, the Cincinnati Reds are right in there. And nobody embodies that more than young shortstop Ellie De La Cruz, who's like a switch-hitting version of Fernando Tatis Jr., bringing the power, bringing the speed. they got good arms on that pitching staff. David Bell, their manager, does a terrific job. I am... <laughs> very bullish on the Cincinnati Reds and where they are and you could see Ellie de la Cruz uh, last week just bring so much energy not only uh, in home games but I think with his teammates his unique ability to do that and I think the Reds are going to ride him the rest of the year
2: all right let's talk about the Atlanta Braves right um World Series favorites Since we last spoke, but of course, you've got the Astros, the Dodgers, the Rays have been unbelievable. The Rangers are just, what are they averaging, eight runs a game? Just ridiculous. Would the Braves right now be your play to win the World Series?
4: Yes, Uh, no question. In part because of the strength and the depth of this team. Uh, You know, they're rolling along right now, despite the fact that they don't have Max Fried, who they expect to get back from injury here sometime soon and that'll uh, begin to strengthen that rotation, which at times has been somewhat of an issue this year. I think once we get close to the trade deadline, you know Alex Anthopoulos, who added all those outfielders in 2021 before the Braves won the World Series. He's gonna do his job, add some help to the bullpen. That rotation, uh, excuse me, that everyday lineup is absolutely stacked, especially now as center fielder Michael Harris is beginning to get into form and get more comfortable after probably being rushed back from injury. But I also think part of the reason why the Braves are a favorite is the American League is stacked. Getting through the American League playoffs is gonna be like a steel cage match because you have the Tampa Bay Rays and the Orioles and the Yankees and the two teams, the West, the Rangers, the highest scoring team in baseball, the Astros, in addition to the winner of the American League Central, and the American League seems to be much more competitive. And on the other hand, you know, we talked about the National League. The Dodgers taking a step back. The Cardinals being such a big disappointment. The Mets, who we thought of as a favorite to make the playoffs before the year started, they're not playing well. The Phillies might be the most dangerous team to the Braves. But right now, I think the Braves are the class of the National League. And they'll, as of today, they would be my pick to win the World Series.
2: Did you see the Orioles? Buster, did you say the Orioles? Uh, again, you know I'm rooting for them. My time, my four years in Baltimore. I love that team and I love what we've seen from them so far this season. All right, let's end on this. Last time we had you on the program, we were talking about the biggest surprise in Major League Baseball. And of course it was the Rays and their hot start. We're almost midway through this season. What now has been the biggest surprise for you? this season in Major League Baseball.
4: The Texas Rangers. Look, it looks like that they may improve their win total by something in the range of 25 to 30. And they're on track right now to win the American League West, the highest scoring team in baseball. You know, I was texting a a, a few days ago with Bruce Bochy, the manager of the Rangers, and asked him, look, did you think your offense was going to be this good? And he said, yeah, in spring training, he's looking at a lineup, you know, headed by Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. Uh, And he thought we'd be pretty good. But what he did not anticipate was the depth of that offense. You know, guys like Jonah Heim, their catcher, who should be an all-star, rounding out from one to nine, a really dangerous lineup. And it's interesting because the Rangers, of course, their big investment during the course of the offseason was that huge contract with Jacob deGrom. He's out for the year after having elbow surgery, and they haven't missed a beat, right? And I also think Chris Young, because it's been so long since the the Rangers have been relevant in October, you're going to see him be aggressive at the trade deadline. So if the Cleveland Guardians were to put out a Shane Bieber, for example, I could see the Rangers going all in, trying to plug a hole in that rotation, trying to add some depth because this this team has earned it. Bruce Bochy, Hall of Fame manager, a really dynamic lineup. This team would be dangerous if we get to October.
2: Yeah, it's really going to be fun as we get closer to the trade deadline to see who's going to be active and attractive. Buster, great stuff as always. We're so blessed to have you on bet. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend.
4: Thanks, Anita.